Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks, that's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Crack them early and often, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz. I am joined by the whole crew today. The whole fucking crew is here because we're the AL Central champions. That happened today for the first time since 2008. Before we talk about that, I know they watched real bad, but I have to do my spiel first. And if I don't do it, I'm not complete. So I have to do it. Be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Following Tony at Tony on Tap. Following Johnny at Nani Johnny. Me at Boss on Tap. And the returning NWI underscore Steve on Twitter. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because, yeah, you got that right. That's cool and tough. And check out Grandstand. If you need any White Sox gear like, I don't know, AL Central Championship year, you can go over to Grandstand. Follow them on socials at Grandstand Socks or go to GrandstandSocks.com. Boys, I cracked one prematurely. I didn't do it with you. Premature Peter over here. I got a little excited. I cracked it. We are the AL Central champions. What a fucking day. I don't care who starts it off. Whoever wants to talk, just go ahead and talk. How y'all doing? God damn. Johnny's busting out the champagne. What? Oh my god! Look at that. That is that's classy right I there. Didn't, I didn't see that coming. Crack them, champagne. Let's fucking go. AL Central champs. First time in 13 years. Fuck yes. Let's go. Let's boy. fucking boogie, boys. Cheers. Time. Who who gave Steve the big can of beer? Steve is already in Cleveland. He was at the clinching game. You already know he's feeling it. He's fucking. He's just going to town. I love it. Steve, I, I tell you what, experience, man. man. This fucking beer. It tastes so good because it is filled with the tears of the people. From the city of Cleveland, the mistake by the lake, you fucking choke-ass little bitches. You got to watch the White Sox clinch a division title on your home field today. Suck it! Suck it! Can we talk about how they celebrated that walk-off at the end of game two, Steve? I, I didn't I didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. My response, whatever. Yeah, I put the Stephen A. Smith right. thing. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we we don't, don't whatever. Care. We don't care. And guess what? As much as you can do that visually there on the field, you know, that is an emotional scar there. You just saw just a few hours earlier your division rival clinch the division on that same very diamond right there. So fuck you. That that, that doesn't matter. I don't care. They can go ahead and do that if they want. Um, their season's been lost for a long time. So we're the champs, baby. I mean, I mean, the Sox ran the fucking B team out there. I mean, their only start that they had out there today was was Yaz in game two. I mean, I mean, let's be real. If you want to bat flip that shit, if that's going to make you feel good, whatever. Pound some fucking sand. He has a millimeter, Peter. That's why he did it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that's what happens. That's what happens. I, I'm, I'm let, I let loose, man. I've been drinking. We're, we're, we're champs today. I keep saying we're because I feel a part of it, goddammit, and I'm going to take the moment to relish in it. I am happy. I am a champion today. 
But we, we all should. And for anyone tuning in here, um, if you listened to any of the shows earlier in the week building up to this, um, there's been a little bit of frustration, certain things on the field, uh, a couple losses at Detroit earlier. Uh, Steve and I for one of those, Tony and I for the other ones. And we, we had various lengthy discussions. But one thing we always came back to at the end was when it does happen, make sure to celebrate it, savor it, do all that. And that's what we're doing right here tonight. Cheers, boys. Yeah, cheers again. And you know another thing I want to cheers to? Guys, this is the third season of this podcast together. We started in the dark days. Even before that, we were still kind of recording together with the, you know, in the in the past lives of what we did. This is the third season of this as a collective unit. And in two of those seasons, for the first time in White Sox history, you know what they did? They made back, playoff. back playoff appearances. Yes. I'm not saying this is good luck and working, but the hex, the hex is over. Yeah. When you say, Johnny, it's only crazy if it, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yeah. yeah. Like the old Bud Light ads. Exactly. It's amazing. It's just a great moment today. Um, I broke out the white pants I showed you guys before the show. I don't, you know, I, I know you can't see. I'll kick up a light, Buzz. Yeah, there you go. There you hey. go. Yeah. And that's why you follow our YouTube channel. Yeah. Have we have we officially hit socks on tap after dark levels here with the yeah, oh yeah 100%. The I've been fucking drinking since we you know like shortly after the, uh, that last out in game one um finally wrapped up some shit went went and got some Mexican food kicked it off with the Modelo and I've been drinking since all the way through game two Let's our go. boy Sean Janko one more what up Sean good guys too sweet. Guys, let's talk about game one for a minute here. The game, we're, what we won, you know, the game we won in the doubleheader today and how that started. How hard did you guys mark out? And we'll, we'll go round table here. We're going to go to Steve last because he was there. So, you know, he's, you know, but we're going to have to save the best for last in this instance because he he was there. How hard did you freak out when T.A. hit a walk or a walk? Uh, I'm sorry, a lead off home run. Johnny, let's start with you, man. Yeah, so uh, the the initial proclamation was just yes, a big <laughs> golden yes. yes. That's what it was. Uh, you know, Tim Anderson lives for these moments. We saw the big moments in the field of dream games. We've seen bat flips. We've seen various situations of Tim Anderson being. And we talk about it, the straw that stirs the drink. Uh, you know, the engine that makes the whole thing go. We we all any terminology that you want to throw upon it. It's all true about Tim Anderson. He gets up for these moments, and you could tell uh, that there was sort of a. They were asking him about it too uh, in, in the post game, and he had. Set, you know, he's basically making it over before there was even a chance for Cleveland to get back into it. That's what he did because he wouldn't even be done that. But yes, at the initial uh, outset buzz with, with the leadoff home run to start the game was yes. Statement. I mean, that was a statement right there that uh, they were coming out to win this one. And I, I think we've kind of seen when the White Sox have been in games to win them. And we've seen when the Sox just are out there kind of getting their work done. When T.A. leads off the game with that home run, you knew that they were there to win this this fucking game right here, right then. They were there to take care of business in game one and get this thing clinched. That's what they were there for. It was incredible to see. We've seen it quite a few times, Tim Anderson leading games off with home runs. I think it probably bodes well for the White Sox. I don't know the record in all of them, but Steve, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it to you because I'll save this statement. You deserve to say it. You know, Timmy is he he's just simply the straw that serves that drink, baby. And 
it was funny because there was a big section of, of Sox fans sitting right behind the dugout over there. And as soon as that ball went up off the bat, everybody just jumped up right away. We knew that he fucking nuked that thing. And it was like right away, you knew, all right, we're setting the tone here today. Timmy likes to start hot. And boom, off to the races. Here we go. I mean, it was just, oh, God, it was electric. I couldn't imagine. Like, I, I really wish – I could have been there to see it. I'm jealous of you, Steve. I'm definitely jealous, you know, because you're 24 inch pythons and the fact that you were at the game, a couple of reasons. But I just, I cannot believe that's how the game started, man. Like they came out hot. You heard the reports, or not reports, but like Tony Relusa was talking, saying they're very fired up. They're ready to go out there. And, and what better way to set the tone of a baseball game in, in a game where you win? You clinch the vision. You are the AL Central champs with a fucking home run. And it, it didn't stop there. You know, it, it didn't stop there. Um, you know, the game starts off one nothing, but in the top of the second, you get an absolute piss missile from Luis Robert. D- that thing was obliterated, boys. Yeah. Obliterated. Buzz, can I, can I go here? I, yeah, I we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep that same format here. I, I talked yeah. to Tony a little bit in, in between games on the phone. We were trying to you know set this up, figure out what we we're going to do for post game. But my God, Luis Robert, I put it out when we tweeted the highlight from Socks on Tap. He was built in a lab. You remember if you go into Dick's Sporting Goods back a while back, uh, and they have the Under Armour uh, mannequins there. They're just insanely jacked. Luis Robert is that if you injected steroids into it. That's what he is. He is that fucking ripped. He is just a freak of nature, physical specimen. This guy is unreal, and you see it like just so effortlessly. Like, don't get me wrong, Eloy's shot that we're going to talk about in a second that was great. Timmy can go oppo field with it. Um, we've got other guys that have big power. Yaz with the big bat traps. Um, you know, there's plenty of them. Sheets can hit some fucking monster bombs, but no one does it like Luis Robert. It is so effortless, and it goes so fast off the bat. Absolutely insane, and I love that's another thing too. Setting the tone for that inning being the first batter up that inning. We're taking this thing into our own hands. Uh, and obviously Eloy would follow suit shortly after. So that's mine. Luis Robert built in the lab, absolute specimen. Johnny, I think I've heard you say that quite a few times to me, just throughout Luis Roberts early career here, but I'm glad you aired that out for everyone because it's so true. I mean, he is just a physical specimen, everything that you would want in your lineup. Um, Every single day. And it's it's amazing when you think back that you didn't have him for a long stretch of this season and just how powerful that bat is and what he brings on defense, on offense, on the base paths. Uh, I mean, he, he's the ultimate threat. I mean, he can do it all. Like He is a complete package of a baseball player. And I think he's got, you know, arguably the highest ceiling amongst this core group here over the next five years. And let's hope he stays healthy because he is just so goddamn dangerous with that bat. And and I think he, he slots into that two-hole well behind Timmy. I think he can probably be a 3-4 guy somewhere along the line. Or he can lead up. I mean, he could, he could just do anything. It's incredible to watch Luis Robert. We haven't had a good – we haven't had a great ball player of that caliber in so long early on in their career to watch just develop and grow the way that we were watching Luis Robert. And, and same thing with some of these other guys. But he is – it just seems like he's a notch above some of the other guys. I, I don't know how, how you guys feel. That's what it looks there, like to there's, me. There's some things that you just can't teach or you can develop and all that, but you just can't teach that level of being so perfectly athletically gifted, and that's what he is. So yep. I just wanted to leave it at that. That was mine. Steve, go ahead. You were there. Okay. So 
Bad on ball contact. That thing sounded like a fucking cannon immediately. Before I even had an opportunity to get up out of my seat, the thing had already cleared the fence. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a ball in all the games I've been to in my all or part of four different decades watching this game, as the great Hawk Harrelson would, would say. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a ball get out as quickly as that one. I mean, it was shot out of a fucking cannon. And just the sound that that thing made, I mean, it was just violent. And, you know, Tony, you talk about Luis Robert and, and just his overall skill set. And I'm going to put this out there right now. I think he's he's the best player on this team right now. He's already there. And he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he is going to be. And you just look at what he's me excited. Dude, I'm 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 fucking jacked here, baby. Like I can't even put it. In John, Johnny's excited too, and Buzz is just frozen. It, it's like, I, I'm not. Am I frozen? I just I just I, you're just, I'm so smiling. You're just smiling. Like, you're you're just frozen. But yeah, Buzz is just in awe of everything. I, I I don't know what to do with my hands, and I can't seem to move <laughs> real well. I don't know. I'm just like I'm listening to Steve talk, and I feel like I'm drooling over what he's saying. Like oh my god, the just, FOMO I have is ridiculous. Just the raw physicality of this guy that he brings to the field on a day in and day out basis. It is absolutely insane. And like I said, he has not even scratched the surface yet. He's still trying to figure out how pitchers are going to attack him. And you see the impact that he makes on the baseball. And this is why I honestly personally would like to see him in that number two spot permanently because he does damage to the baseball and you have Timmy setting the table up right there. You slot him in there in between Timmy and Abreu. I think that's just going to be an absolute problem for, for the Houston Astros come October 7th, ALDS, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I hope I hope so, man. I, I, I will say one thing. I know I have to bring the humor into it just because that's what I have to do. I think he's very good. I think he's one of, you know, up there, but I don't know if he's on Lurie's level yet. I think we'll get there very <laughs> shortly. Um, I just don't think he's there right now. So I'll uh, I'll, I'll wait till the playoffs are over to make my final um, determination on, on whether or not I think that. Hold tight, boys. I got to go get a refill. <laughs> yeah, you you go do that, my friend. Um, next home run, guys. I know we kind of went. Uh, we you know we drooled a little bit over there on uh, Luis Roberts' home run, but then it was back to back jacks, and that was Eloy Jimenez crack. Eloy comes out, hits an absolute bomb himself. That was the longest one too, right? Like I think Eloy's went the farthest is what I saw on Twitter. It was like four, I want to say 488. I feel like I'm wrong. 448 maybe. But he hits a piss missile. It makes it three nothing, you know, right off the bat. Um, you know, and the, the Sox just go nuts from there. You know, they get yeah. a sh- – your boy, Gavin Sheets. Um, you know, he strikes out, but Hernandez gets a single. Garcia already had singled. Tim Anderson comes up. He hits another home run. Second home run in two innings makes it 6-0 Sox. Tim Anderson is fucking ready for the playoffs. And I, I wanted to reserve my, you know, how scared I was because of, you know, his dead legs or tired legs or whatever you want to call them. Hey, motherfucker could have fooled me. He looked great today. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely does. Uh, and I, I just doubling back really quick because we touched Eloy's there. I love when the uh, in when you hit one out to left field in, at uh, Cleveland Stadium because there, if you pull enough to the line, there's that kind of you know watch deck out there right along the line, 
And when you have missiles from either Robert or Eloy coming in there, that thing is, it's like heat seeking. It's like, when's it going to land? Who's it going to strike? Is it going to blow up? Like the whole, is it going to crack the concrete uh, on that concourse? There? So I thought that was hilarious. Uh, as for Tim Anderson, obviously a gamer. We, we talked about this a little bit earlier in rising to the occasion, that sort of thing. Uh, Buzz, and, and that not to get any sort of negative here because he, you know, he obviously showed out today, but I just want to see and hopefully sustain that level of intensity throughout every playoff game um, because, you know, this is a big one. It was, you know, everyone knew what the circumstance was coming into this game. He knew it. And obviously you saw it in the performance there. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to hit a home run every time he's up to bat or hit two in a game uh, in every game in the playoffs, but you, you want that level of intensity and whatever it may be, whether that's roping a double down the line, whether that's just shooting a single to, to get the party started uh, when the White Sox need it. Um, I just want to see that carry over and hopefully the legs can hold up underneath him. But yes, overall today, um, obviously got the job done and he was strong. There's a drink as Steve likes to say, I don't know how to put any better than that. Yeah, I'll go back for just a, a brief moment on the Eloy Jimenez home run. I mean, he was a guy that uh, I think I've talked about over the last week as being someone that I'm a little bit worried about. Johnny, uh, another topic of conversation on our uh, in-between games phone call there. Uh, you talk about uh, you and Steve uh, observations on a, a show from earlier this week, uh, saying that he was doing some of the right things, getting ready to heat up here. It's good to see Eloy Jimenez hit that home run for a lot of reasons. He, he's been ice cold um, for over, since August 29th. Yeah, since August 29th, it's it's been it's been rough watching Eloy Jimenez at the plate. And you know, we talk about when are guys going to heat up? You know, what are they going to be ready for the playoffs? Seeing Eloy Jimenez hit a bomb in a a game that really matters or seemed to matter to the White Sox and ends up clinching them uh, the AL Central division title, Eloy Jimenez hitting that bomb today I think is going to go a long way in inspiring confidence for him down this stretch here and into the playoffs. I think it's time if there's one bat that I've wanted to see wake up a little bit, it's Eloy Jimenez because you're talking about another guy that can hit 30, 40 home runs in the season and Steve ball go far team go far. Eloy Jimenez is a big part of that. Um, so I was really happy to see him hit that home run. And then Tim Anderson, again, buzz just ultimate gamer. I mean, he's, if Jose Abreu is the captain of this team, Tim Anderson's the co-captain of this team because he just, he drives everything. He does. Um, it's incredible to watch this guy lead this team. The way he does. Before we uh, go to Steve here, really quick, Tony, just a point on that when you brought up those two guys, Brayu uh, Anderson with Captain, you know, someone put it heart and soul. It was a picture of them embracing in the locker room, celebrating after game one. And I thought that was perfect. Yeah. I'll read spin it there. Heart and soul of the team. Uh, Absolutely. Brayu, Tim Anderson. So I just want to do that before we go to Steve. Yeah. Okay. So a couple things here. So circling back first to Eloy and Tony and your point on that. One thing that I was really impressed with on that was he turned on that pitch and nuke that thing to left field. We haven't seen Eloy pull a home run in quite a while here. So I talked about this the, the other night in Detroit, when he hit that double to right center, that's usually the first sign that he's going to start getting going here. When he starts going the other way, kind of getting that timing back. And now he's turning and burning on fastballs. So if he gets that going here, look out because he's getting ready for, for a little hot streak. And I can tell you this, when Timmy hit that second home run, when he hit that three-run shot, the air just completely came out of that ballpark immediately. They knew it was fucking over. It was done. It was a it was time for a coronation. 
they knew there was no doubt about it anymore. And Johnny, to your to your point there about Timmy and Jose and, and, and the co-captains, look, th those two guys I have thought for a long time, those are the two leaders of this team. Abreu obviously being more so the leader with the Latin players, and then Timmy being the play, being the the leader with the rest of the group right there. Those are the two guys. They are the engines of this team. They are the heart and soul of this team. And my God, Jose Abreu, all the bullshit that this guy has been through since he went, since he came to the White Sox, since he ate a fucking fake passport on an airplane to get here, and all the bullshit since 2014. God damn, get this guy to a fucking World Series. Hell yes. Yep. Absolutely. You're just inspiring me with how you're talking tonight. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm like, sometimes I'm in awe. I'm drooling. The other yeah. times I'm, I'm wanna... fucking, uh, look, I'm, I'm all jacked up. Baby. I know. The other times I want to. You drank a lot of Mountain Dew today. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a ton <laughs> of what Mountain Dew. I can tell you that. <laughs> I have a ton of emotions running through me right now. Yeah. Johnny, you're going to have to pick up for my slack I, here. I, 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 I just got one last thing. Tim Anderson, yeah, I know this is jumping a little bit, but just because since we're on the topic of heart and soul of this team and leadership, captaincy, whatever, whatever it may be, de facto captains, I guess. Um, Tim Anderson was going nuts when the White Sox tied the game in, in uh, seventh inning of game two with the whole backups in plus Grandal. When Gavin Sheets came in the dugout, scored a tying run, they're going nuts in there. Tim Anderson jumping around all jacked up, and it just, just goes and proves the point even further. We've all known it. We all see it, and you see it all the time. It's not just this game. It's not just, you know, it's any game. He's always excited for the teammates. You get the uh, clip from last year that I put in the ballpark mix. You know, uh, Brady goes yard, and Tim's having a party in the dugout. All that stuff that, you know, th that's what he does. But I just love to see that, especially even after this. could have been easy. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I remember that. that remember that winning culture yeah. we always talked about. Yeah, that's exactly. Tim yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. This is you know exemplifying that, Tony. Exactly to your point there. But if, if that was me, I probably would have been drunk and passed out on the bench and dugout. To be fucking perfectly honest with you, it's all those guys sipping Gatorade cups in the first inning when they showed the dugout. You know, you know what's going on. Well, that that's that's why I kept tweeting out that that gif of Scott Hall turning his back. Having the drink of that because I'm like, that's yep. totally the White Sox dugout right now because you know they are just ready to get fucking blasted like the rest oh, yeah. of the Yeah, it, it, we, we need to get through the game. I'll get to TLR's comments after, but I love what he said too. It was after game two, but let's uh, yeah, go ahead and talk uh, Raylo here uh, for a bit. Hey, guys, when Raylo pitches, White Sox clinch. Granted, last year, just a playoff spot, and we know what happened after that. But either way, they still did clinch a playoff spot. That was a big thing for us last year, getting over the hump. He pitched, he started that game. Guess what? He starts again today. White Sox clinch. Uh, pretty decent outing for Mr. Lopez in game one, two, uh, 3.1 innings, four hits, two earned runs, both solo shots, no walks, four strikeouts. Um, not bad. I think that's fine, guys. It's acceptable. Yeah, I mean, it is. And a lot of people were like, I saw some confusion of him being taken out when he was. I saw some. You know, people being happy, you know, because they just don't like Raylo in, in general. Listen, when Ray, Raylo's a fastball pitcher, sometimes he's going to get burned. It just it is what it is. That happens in baseball. Um, you know, but he he looked really great. And honestly, guys, he's looked so fucking good since he's come up from Charlotte. And his numbers in Charlotte were dog shit. You know, they were bad. They were really bad. I remember writing the article on ontapsportsnet.com. And I was like oh my god he was even worse in charlotte than he was here last year this is not this is not good at all but i mean whatever that lasik surgery did for him or 
the the pitching whisperer Ethan Katz fixed him. Whatever happened, this has been a different guy who I feel confident with when he's on the mound. I mean, now I wouldn't say in like a huge high leverage situation or anything like. I'm not saying that, but if like to come in and eat some innings and do 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 some work, I'm happy with him. And I thought he played really well today. And it's awesome that he got to be a part of a pretty special moment for a guy who probably didn't even know he was going to be on the fucking team. You know, he didn't even know if he was going to be up there. And it's pretty cool to see. Right. You need all hands on deck when it comes to the playoffs. And the last thing on Raylo is you could tell, especially after uh, some of those, even after the uh, first inning when he came out there uh, in the, uh, excuse me, yeah, in the uh, bottom of the first, he's gassing up a little bit. You're getting 97, 98. He was, he was, Pumping it up there. You can tell he was the apt as well. So the, uh, you know, people talk about, oh, well, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, momentum and all that it doesn't exist. Guess what? I think it does. I think it does. Um, you know, it's not played on a spreadsheet. I'll tell you that. So Johnny, let, let me, let me follow that comment right there a little bit. So to, to all the people that say that you don't get jacked up for, for games and, and the human element doesn't come into things. I can tell you it's been well-documented. I was a former scrub junior college pitcher. Okay, let's let's put that out there right now. Um, but you absolutely get amped up in, in situations like this. I can tell you, you know, whether it was in high school or in college, you're playing your big rival and you got a chance to fucking celebrate on their home field. Trust me, that that blood gets pumping in your nads. You want to fucking do it. You want them to have to watch and you get a little something extra going in that arm. It happens. It's a real thing. Let the boy watch. <laughs> oh how, do you follow, how do you follow that one up? <laughs> you don't. You turn You turn the mic right back to Nani and let him continue. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. They, I mean, yeah, guys, it's, I agree, Steve. It, it absolutely is right there. I mean, it's you just see i mean why why does tim anderson get dumped jacked up for a game like this why why do they start stringing this together i know uh someone had mentioned that oh maybe savali was tipping pitches whether that be the case or not i think there's no doubt no, no matter what whether he was or wasn't the white Sox were going to come out win this game that, that wasn't like a question that, that was set from the beginning um the the tone was set and that's much thanks to tim anderson uh and then the other guys in the lineup following suit uh, along with it and ball go far team go far uh, that, that's the uh, bottom line of it. I think you might check like NWI Steve's parents' house, Raul. If there's a, there's, we've got a comment from YouTube. Uh, Raul <laughs> uh, wants to know where does one find an NWI Steve Juco jersey? I'm sure they're either at his parents' house or in his closet. That's where you would find one. Unless, I, I unless our fine folks at Grandstand can make some up for us. I, I, I can tell you that I do have the practice jerseys that uh, we used to wear when I was at uh, the South Suburban College down in lovely South Hollywood, Illinois, coached <laughs> by the immortal legend, Stephen Ruzich. Yeah. Guys, uh, I think uh, if, if you don't have anything else on Raylo, uh, Tony or Buzz, uh, I think it's time to move into the bullpen because uh, that would be Garrett Crochet coming in uh, in the fourth inning there. Uh, he comes in with nobody on, uh, one out, and he loves a single to start, but then gets double play ball. So good to see from Garrett Crochet. Aaron Bummer, this is the biggest thing for me, guys. Clean inning, one, two, three, look good. Uh, had at least 1K in there that was huge uh steve you see anything while you're at the game because this guy has been we talked about jekyll and hyde hit or miss um inconsistent sometimes command isn't there uh anything at the diamond from aaron bummer i i think the biggest thing was 
he was in attack mode. I think sometimes he has a tendency to just go out there and be a little bit too passive, try to be a little bit too fine, um, trying to just nibble on the edges of the strike zone. His stuff is good enough to where he can miss his location by an inch or two and still get away with it. So he was just out there today, from, from my perspective anyway, he was out there full attack mode saying, here it comes, you motherfuckers. You ain't going to hit it. Sorry about it. Go back to the dugout. It's over. I'll touch on Bummer here real quick too, Steve. Um, you know, uh, Johnny, we were talking about this, uh, the Jekyll and Hyde thing with him. Uh, I st- Steve, I think you put that uh, pretty well there about attacking hitters. Aaron Bummer has has done that a few times this year where he looks absolutely phenomenal. And I saw some takes out there on Twitter today that, you know, if he looks like that, he's your eighth inning guy over over Kimbrel. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going that far just yet. But it would be really fucking nice to have that version of Aaron Bummer in a jam in, you know, a late inning situation because you talk about playoff magic and stuff. You know, I'm sure we can all go back to a specific series in 2005 where you needed somebody to get you out of a jam. I think that Aaron Bummer could be that guy. This was through a clean inning. I want to see him get through some adversity here down the stretch. And I think that that's going to bode very well if he can continue to do that, come in in a non-clean inning and get you out of there. That's the next step that I need to see from Aaron Bummer. And that's key for him to be able to even take over the eighth inning job, which you alluded to in the beginning there, Tone, is because, I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, everybody and their mother was pitching at Kimbrell again today. Um, You know, he had a little bit of a rough time out there. He got out. He ended up getting out of it. You know, but he, he did. He had a rough time out there again. It's just a, the same cause of concern that we touched on on Sunday Funday, bud. Like, you know, it's like, what's kind of <laughs> – where are you at here? What's going yep. on? And, I mean, it. in my opinion, his name doesn't do a fucking thing for me. I don't care who he is. I don't care that he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. I mean, I know that he's got talent for sure. I know that he's a good player. I just know that he hasn't been what he was billed to be when he got here. So I, I, I don't feel like his job is safe. So, you know, whatever happens, I think that it'll be very telling within the bullpen. You know, um, I know a guy we never talk about anymore is Tapera because he got hurt or whatever, but he was fucking lights out too. He's, an, he's another bridge oh, He'll be guy. back. He's yeah, I know he will. Tar- but he's targeting the Cincinnati series. Yeah, he's another bridge guy though, Johnny, is what I'm saying. Yep. Is, is you know, that that's a guy that you could trust to come in and get outs too. But I love the way Bummer looked today when, when his breaking shit is on points, fucking amazing. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see – I just – I wish he'd be consistent. I, I wish everybody in this bullpen be consistent. Can you guys remember the beginning of the season before any of this happened, what we were talking about, the bullpen being dominant as fuck? And that's without adding to pair or Kimbrel to it, you know. So I'd like to see Bummer get to where he was. But, yeah, I loved what he did today. Yeah. Uh, one, one last thing on Bummer here, just a couple numbers. Ten pitches, eight strikes. Aaron Bummer. A, that tells me command is there. And B, that tells me he can be used right here because we're going to play three more at Cleveland uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday here. You can go and throw him. You can throw him back to back. You can throw him tomorrow. And guess what? He needs that sort of uh, preparation for the playoffs here. See if he can string those together in consecutive outings here. So that, that's why I like from that. Uh, let's move on uh, from the rest of this game here. Uh, it was Kimbrell after that little bit of, uh, you know, what we've been used to as of late here. Uh, some drama in there. Hendricks did uh, come in and shut it down. Uh, good to see. Uh, only allowed a single in that uh, inning that he worked uh, to close it out. And uh, overall, man, uh, I guess Kimbrell is the last point of discussion from game one from the on-field stuff. And then after that, let's get back to some celebration. So comments on Craig Kimbrell. Go ahead. Um, I, I, I don't know. 
outside of what we said on, you know, I know people don't want to hear that they're listening. They come here to see if we actually know things. So what I mean by I don't know is I don't know what else to say that I didn't touch on on Sunday. If you missed Sunday's show, it's the, the concern with me is I went down this whole rabbit hole of a rant with uh, Tony about how we don't know how people feel. We don't know what is running through their minds. And basically is this eighth inning thing fucking with them? I don't know, but the people that love to go by numbers, I could show you that and say that when he's in the eighth inning, it's fucking bad. It's not great, Bob. It's not great. Um, you know, again, he got out of it today, but this was against Cleveland. I get worried not so much now because we're going into the playoffs like this last, you know, these last couple series is like whatever, but I'm terrified if he gets, but I'm not, I'm, I'm terrified with Hendricks too. No, I'm not going to fucking lie. I just, I still don't feel all that great. I just, I'm still nervous about the bullpen, but Kimbrel, I probably have the least amount of stock in like, that's a high leverage, high end guy. Uh, he just kind of scares the shit out of me at this point. I don't have much to touch on uh, with this just because, yeah, we did go through all of this on Sunday too, Buzz. But uh, one thing I'll say is he, he's been there. He's got the experience. It's time to show it. And there's not much more to it. This He was a big acquisition at the deadline. He's He's got to come up and uh, prove it, just like everybody else does at the back end of this bullpen. Getting a little sick of – just the adversity that's faced with him. It seems like every time he's on the mound. So lean on that experience and hope, I guess here with him, Steve. The thing that was most annoying for me was the leadoff hitter of the inning. He gets ahead of him. Oh, two. And then he hits him in the foot. It's like you get ahead of a guy, bury him, fucking put him away, move on. And I think we've seen that far too often with him is when he does get ahead of guys, which honestly has not been as frequently as obviously we would like it to see. He He's had a propensity to fall behind a lot of hitters here since he's put on a Sox uniform. But even in circumstances when he does get ahead of guys, he's letting them back into at bats and he's not burying them the way that he typically would when he was – wearing other uniforms pre previously. So that's one of the things that I'm really kind of starting to keep an eye on here is, you know, you get ahead of a guy, oh, two, one, two, is he putting guys away? Is he letting them get back into a bat, get to a two, two, three, two count, letting them foul off pitches here. He's got to find a way to start putting guys away quickly and more efficiently because we just, we can't continue to be going through this consistently where you get ahead of these guys and then you plunk them or you, you give up a base hit or you let them back into an at-bat. You got to be better than that. You're you're the Hall of Fame closer. Go out there and bury these motherfuckers. Yep. Bottom line, execute. We, Tony, you and I talked about it ad, ad nauseum Tuesday night. Got to execute. That's the bottom line yep. uh, when it comes to Craig Kimbrell. We, 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 we never knows track record. Everyone knows the stuff. I mean, the stuff does still bite, but uh, it's a matter of, you know, execution. So, um that's about it from game one. As I mentioned, Liam Hendricks comes in, uh, is able to close that thing down and, uh, white Sox were on for the celebration, baby. Um, guys, let's talk post game reaction stuff. We saw Steve, you were there, uh, firsthand account. Uh, I know you took a video. You sent that to us. Um, what was it like at the stadium? You know, it, it was kind of weird. It was a very subdued reaction from the actual players themselves, just kind of going through 
the the line, you know, kind of shaking hands, giving giving some hugs, maybe a, a little bit more emotion than you would see from from a typical win. But it wasn't the over the top dog pile celebration that I was hoping to to get to see. Um, and I think obviously that was probably just a byproduct of the fact that they knew that there was a second game that had to take place here later today had it only been one game i think we would have seen that full-blown celebration so i will admit i was selfishly a little bit disappointed because i wanted to see that dog pile on the field here in cleveland so all these indian fan motherfuckers had to watch it so that 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 was a little bit disappointing i'll, I'll be honest with you from that perspective but you know, like I said, there was a big contingent of Sox fans behind the the Sox dugout there, and just seeing the jubilation throughout the course of the entire ninth inning, um, everybody w- was up the whole time chanting "Let's go White Sox!" and Indians fans were getting pissed as hell about it. And you know, my reaction was just, "Sorry, not sorry. Deal with it. We're the Central Division champs, bitch." Oh well. Hell yeah. The best thing I saw, uh, kind of reaction that I'm going for here, guys, uh, it's cool stuff that you saw after the game. Mine was uh, coming through the line, obviously, all the uh, embraces, uh, especially with TLR there. Um, and one of them was he has money coming through the line. The White Sox Twitter posted a video of it uh, as guys were coming in, uh, you know, shaking hands with the coaches. Um, and right before Yaz is getting to McEwing and uh, um, uh, TLR uh, says, and now we go. Now we go. Let's fucking go. That's where I'm at. That's, too. Look, look, yes, sir. Yes. Johnny, you bring up a, a great point right there because those are two guys right there in Tony LaRusa and Yasmani Grandal that have successful pedigrees. There are not a lot of guys on this team that have that. Yes, there are guys on this team that that played on the team that lost to Oakland a year ago, but there are not guy a lot of guys on this group. And, and in this organization right now that have played in and won World Series. Yasmani Grandal has played in multiple World Series. Tony La Russa has won multiple World Series as, as a manager. So those are two guys that understand what it takes to get to that point right there. So for those two guys to sit there and, and, and you hear it and you hear the emotion and say, okay, we're just getting started right now. Now it's time to go. Let's get after this shit. That's what I want to see from these guys. And I think the experience from last year, hopefully now will be a building block for this team to get to that point. Yeah. I, th- I, I think that uh, uh, Johnny, your, your point right there is, is right where I was going with this. I, I think Steve as well, to an extent, uh, I, I wanted to see the, the jumping all over the field, the, you know, Gatorade bottle come out, the whole full celebration that uh, I think the team deserves. Um, so a little bit disappointed with that. But I, I also think that uh, with them kind of casually handling their business there, there's also kind of a message that gets sent uh, throughout everything. And I go to the now it's time because they've 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 known that they were going to win this division. This wasn't a surprise for any of them and it was mentioned a couple times on the actual post game show uh by Chuck and Ozzy. Um Ozzy wanted them to forfeit game 2 and just get drunk. I would have been behind that plan. I don't know if you guys heard that on the post game. Uh Cheers, Ozzy. Yeah, Ozzy said that they should just get drunk in the clubhouse, pay the fine for forfeiting game 2 and then just ride into tomorrow. Um I would have been for that, uh, but I think, you know, at that point, had you celebrated calmly and then decided to get drunk, I mean, they, they'd set their, their course very early there. 
I, I do think the guys are having fun tonight, uh, despite what happened in game two. Uh, but guys, I, I would I would be lying if I if I wasn't thinking in the back of my mind, like, could this have happened at home with all of us there? How fucking just the bedlam in lot B after a game where they clinch. Uh, it, it just would have been a little bit more exciting instead, Cork, you know. Cork and Kerry would run out of beer. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah. So, so, so Tony, you you bring up a great point because look, I was I was at the blackout when they clinched against the Twins in 2008. So I've been to the last two division clinchers, and I can tell you that place went fucking bananas when Brian Anderson made that unnecessary diving catch to close out that game. The place went ballistic, and after the game, just walk, walking through the parking lot, everything, the the mood in that place was unlike anything I have ever seen before yeah and i think that you know just as as a white Sox fan like we're starved for that we're starved for that celebration moment and i think the biggest worry is you know losing in in the first round of the playoffs as we did last year so you know winning this one on the road yes i love the fact that we've gotten this this al central title but guys we still need that moment we need that moment where the beers just go down we're all together and it's a fucking party. That's that's we're we're craving that as White Sox fans. I, I think any of you would be lying if you said that you wouldn't have rather had that moment. Oh, I definitely would want that moment for sure. I mean, as far as the celebration goes, I actually kind of like the nonchalantness about everything. And the reason I liked it was because I think that these guys realize, yeah, this is great and everything, but we're coming for the fucking title. You know, like that we're coming for the World Series. That's that's where we're going. We're going to get the championship, period. And that's what I kind of like to see. That's why I'm not going to, you know, like I'm not, we're hyped about this because like as fans, we've been craving this for so long. These players that are on the team right now, they know what they're capable of. And I think I, I think that it's something that they remain humble, but also a little bit of cockiness there too. Like we're, I don't need to fucking go and, and, and dance on 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 their grave right now. You know, we're we got a series against them. We just won. We just clinched the division. We're looking towards the playoffs, and we know what we're gonna do. So I I, I liked everything that I kind of saw. Actually, I thought it was pretty cool instead of the huge dog pile that you normally get. They're actually doing that right now and taking pictures in Cleveland on the tarp. Uh, there's a picture I just shared on the ESPN White Sox uh, Twitter account. Um, someone got a good picture from that. So they're they're still there celebrating right now. So who knows what they're doing? I'd rather uh, re- rather read tomorrow morning about how they had a forfeit Friday game instead of the second game of the double header because <laughs> they all got fucked up so bad tonight they can't they can't make the game. But no, I loved all of it, man. It was all great. Yeah. Uh, quote from TLR. This is after game two. Um, TLR says on the White Sox plans tonight. They're going to have a fine time. They deserve it. They're going to celebrate. Trust me. They've they've been waiting for it, and it's well deserved. Amen. TLR. Well said. I'm right there with you. I can cheers just, again. We're, just we're saw, the, just saw Luis Robert is cracking him and he's drinking some Coors Lights right now. There you wow. go. That a boy, Lou Bob. Yeah, buddy. Luis. Robert. Whoa. That, that could have, see, I can't even follow that up. I don't. I I, th- I think I need you to. I'm gonna send you guys this 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 Luis Robert. This our role is built in the lab. <laughs> no, it's, just built in the lab. <laughs> it's fucking on steroids. You're all on steroids. I can't do it. I can't roll it like that. Fuck. I'm gonna try. Actually, hang on. Give me a second here. 
Luis, no, I can't do it. I don't feel good about it. Didn't feel good about it. I'm just going to finish this beer out. <laughs> I didn't feel good about it. So I'm going to wait a little bit. I might interrupt you when one of you are talking. Don't get upset at me, but we're going to, we're going to wait for that. Johnny, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, and that, hey, we, we don't need to go through and talk through uh, game two here. It was no, the LOL lineup, the LOL yeah. lineup in game two. We know that, um, but Hey, good to see some fight back. Just my one takeaway here is a um, Andrew Vaughn. He made a nice diving stop, did not get the out, but he did make a nice uh, diving stop playing third base, made the play close at first. Um, that bodes well for, you know, obviously since it was, they say back was the, the inflammation uh, yeah. where, where that was. The fact that he's able to lay out there, that bodes well for his health. And then bodes well for getting out of the slump that he had before he went on the IL when he hit the uh, two RBI single uh, to get the White Sox out in front in the top of the six here. That is one of my takeaways. And then also White Sox uh, pounding together three hits in a row. Um, and then Cesar reaching on a fielder's choice uh, to come back uh, and tie that thing at three in the top of the seventh. Obviously, we know uh, the walk-off came and Cleveland had their little uh, pissy bitch celebration afterwards. Um, that, that's whatever. But, um, you know, uh, there's still some fight there. And I think the other thing that I touched on it earlier, but Tim Anderson and all those guys, all the mainstays, the, the Jose Abreu's, the Eloy Jimenez, the Luis Roberts of the world in the dugout there, uh, they were hyped when Gavin Sheets came in and scored that tying run in the top of the seventh. So um, just props to that. And Tony, I think you're probably going to talk about how hard Gavin Sheets at that single to get that thing going in the seventh here. Uh, best play of the day, uh, I think, is hands down Gavin Sheets taking a, a Class A fastball 102 miles an hour back up the middle with just an absolute rocket i think you guys can agree that wins the pick to click in game two just an absolute beautiful piece of hitting by gavin sheets my guy gavin sheets wait how does that win how does that win He's just making up his own rules. Just no, making up the right. rules right so now. Why are you always doing shit? That is the hitter's base hitting that, following that up. <laughs> they yeah, scored a run. Here we go. Here we're fucking arguing again. Here we go. It's a great day. No, no. Andrew Vaughn won the pick to click, and that was mine for game two. Why did he not win? Because Gavin Sheets did something impressive. So did fucking what? What? Andrew Vaughn fucking took the lead in that game. What are you talking about? How frustrated he's getting. I know you're getting me mad. Look, oh, oh, you motherfucker! I, I think you're about... taking this too seriously, Buzz. No, taking, want... you're taking Tony too seriously when he's in joke mode. <laughs> no, 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 Tony. I know he's probably he, he getting cheats, but he I think wants he, he wants yeah. to fight. He I wants. Want, to I, fight. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I miss. We have we we're agreeing too much right now, so I'm trying. To I think agree. we're all agreeing with everything right now because you know why? Because we love each other. and We're happy. We won. We did. Yes, we're 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 on a show together where we get to talk about our team winning the division. Yeah, but you for real didn't win the pick to click thing. Just- I thought it was an impressive piece of hitting. If it you was- want to pick, if, if we can tie, we can we can say it's a tie. No, I don't want to tie. <laughs> I want I want to win. That's what I want. I want to win. Oh my lord! Uh, you play mean, to win the game. <laughs> you play <laughs> to win the game. Hey, we all won today. We're all winners. Because we're white, yeah, we did. Fans. Hey, last takeaway here from, from game two here Michael Kopech getting the start. I know they had talked about uh plans to stretch him out, Steve. We'll let you get to that in a second, but I'll just read the line here and then we can go off of that. Two innings pitched, zero hits, zero earned runs, zero walks, four strikeouts, struck out the side in the first. Last guy he faced in the second inning. Beautiful outing for Michael Kopech. Obviously, only two innings there, but good signs there, and they say. Looking to stretch them out. Three inning roll is what um, they, they are looking to stretch it out to, but that does not mean that he cannot pitch a one inning 
situation in the future. That's a setup. Steve, go ahead. This is your topic. Air it out. <laughs> so as you guys may or may not know, I rejoined a little social media website called twitter.com last week. And I put out a little piece yesterday that got some people hashtag mad online because I questioned the Sox usage of said Michael Kopech here over the last couple of months since his return from the DL. And I got a lot of people in my mentions telling me that I was an idiot because, oh, oh, he's he hasn't pitched in two and a half years. Oh, he can't pitch more than 60 innings in a season. Oh, my God, you're a fucking moron for even suggesting this. Oh, gee, what happens 24 hours later after I put that article out? Rick Hahn, the team's general manager, comes out and says, hey, we need to try to stretch him out a little bit. Oh, boy. Weird. Huh. How about that shit? Huh? So all you motherfuckers <laughs> in my mentions talking shit, running your fucking mouth. Hey, I got a little something for you right here. Right there. Right there. I fucking love it, Steve, because I, I, you know, when I retweeted yours, we got the, we got the replies and it's OK. Well, uh, they would have been encroached on his innings limits. And you said, what's his innings limit? Who the fuck knows? Come on. Like, let's let's be real here. Who the hell knows? And then I said, OK, well, well, no, nobody's allowed to pitch then. Nobody's allowed to pitch. Just cancel the play. Console, excuse me, console the playoffs right now. Just, just go ahead. Everybody's heart will be tired. Let's just go. We, we, we don't even need to have it anymore. So, and Johnny, when you and I were, were texting right there, because, you know, you you know, you, we had these motherfuckers in there talking. Oh, oh, he can't pitch more than but more than 120 innings. He's at 60. He was at 60. So I don't know. I didn't major in math at, at Purdue University, but oh, no. it seems to me as if there's a pretty wide variance there between 60 and 120. I don't know. I don't quite I, know the numbers. Hey, Buzz, is, is, because I've been drinking Buzz? a little bit, but maybe just maybe he could have thrown some more fucking innings. Yeah. Is, is Steve mad online right now? I would definitely say that. Okay. I would definitely I would definitely say he's getting very, very upset. Steve, um, also, ma- managing that with quasi-six-mans, was that ever a possibility? Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, 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 oh my God. Um, imagine that. They could have might have saved a, Rodon a little bit, too. They could, yeah, they could have done stop, a load stop management him off, Johnny. program. They could have done a load management program with the two guys allowing them to actually, like, you know, maybe not be burnt out by the end of the season here. Maybe they'd have a fully functional Carlos Rodon. You know, they could have done some fake DL stints. They could have done a six-man rotation. There were a plethora of different options. But, oh, my God, no, Michael Kopech can't throw more than 60 innings. Oh, how dare he? He can't possibly handle that. I'm just I'm just mad he didn't go, like, four or five, and we had to see Jose Ruiz today. Yeah. Buzz is just... Buzz is just dead. Did you say we did? We did see Jose Ruiz. You said said, had that Kopech didn't go four or five to eliminate the possibility of seeing Ruiz. Oh yeah. 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 Why do you hate him so much? I don't. Johnny just made a gif of it or something or a meme of it at one point and said something along the lines of Jose Ruiz. Then it's yes. Yeah, that's the reason I like Jose Ruiz a lot is because I feel like I drink more when he's in. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's a proven fact. Yeah, right. Like it's, you know, sci- it's science at this point. And basically, after we clinch, you throw him in every fucking game, let him pitch nine innings. I was fucking sitting drinking the whole time because I already know I we already punched our ticket, baby. I already know how do you, th- how, do you how, how do you guys think that like Ross Detweiler feels right now? 
oh man, you know, he deserved to be here. Like a boss. <laughs> like a yeah, boss. I was, you know, I, I think it's it's only right to talk about the guys that got us here. You know, here's a here's a drink for, for names for, yeah. for, for some some guys that got you know, and I'll start this year. Nick Madrigal, Jay Clam. Jay Clam. Jay Clam. Never forget Jay Clam. Who else we got? Uh, Nick you know, Williams. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, Nick <laughs> Williams. <laughs> Johnny just like no fuck that. It's, guy, an, it's no. an early season name though. It is. Yeah, it is an early season name. Holy Luke shit. Luke Croy. You know, spring training. No. Yeah, he helped out a little bit. Who else we got? There's not a lot of people that really left. I mean, there was Yomer you know, Sanchez last year. Yomer Sanchez. Made, made uh, oh, now, yeah, we can go back. Oh, we're Rodrigo going back. I, I want the Odrisma oh, Despagne drink. White Sox Twitter legend Daniel Polka. Daniel Polka. Yeah. Daniel Polka. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a name. Nicky Delmonico. Nicky Delmonico. Thanks. Does no. Yonder Alonso get an honorable mention? No, fuck that hoe. No. <laughs> no. Is he is he still in a package deal? With zero from holes. The uh, one regret that we all have here um, of letting James McCann go and keeping Yaz over him. Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh. I'm scared. Wait, wait, sorry. Sorry. Right, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, boys. I'm going to have to. All right. We're going to have to send something out because I remember. I don't know if you guys remember this back when I had the uh, the previous Twitter.com account back when I was uh, doing my little shtick during spring training. Somebody actually tweeted to me that this team wouldn't win 85 games because they allowed James McCann to leave. That screenshot, it's coming. Enjoy. Can I? Can you please text it to me real quick? And I just want to re. I just want to reiterate. Oh, yes. Every yeah, please. I want it right now. Actually, I will not drop the at. Don't worry. I'll let you do that. But um, I, I was just kidding about the James McCann comment. I just want people to get mad at me and beat my ass or something. I was just kidding about that. Um, but no, James McCann was good. It would have been pretty cool if he was here to be a part of it because like he was pretty fun for those couple years that we had him you know i thought he was a good one charlie tilson is a guy that i really miss There's the only charlie one that tilson. doesn't make sense why they ever let go was dane dunning <laughs> still doesn't make sense wait, wait 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 hold on hold on i'm gonna have to stop you right there so i was in arlington last week as, as some people may or may not know oh yeah yeah and, this is good i love this steve and yes, please please i, 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 I asked this. around i saw rick Hahn on the concourse i gave him a fist pump i asked him i said look why did you train Dade Dunning for, for Lance Lynn? The trade, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And, you know, his, his response, he, he was very lawyerly in his response. So I, I didn't, he, he said a lot of words without really saying anything. So ultimately I, I, I was never able to get the closure that I ultimately needed to figure out why, just why would you trade Dane Dunning? Yeah, and, 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 and we're still, we're, we're, still we're, unanswered. we're still looking at Dane Dunning's Sierra through four starts. I mean, that is really the you know end all be all of what really matters in this trade, Steve. So I I, I just can't fathom it why, why that move would ever be pulled off. Yeah, Johnny, like I said, some some questions just go unanswered through time. And bear with me one second here, because I'm going to actually take a look. I'm, I'm going to check and see what was the last time Dane Dunning actually threw a pitch. 
Let's see. I wish I could have had a fly on the wall. While you do that, since since before this we were doing rebuild names, one that um, is actually on the north side of town right now, but Trace Thompson, I was at a game in early 2018 (laughs) when he had a walk-off home run, and I was sitting right behind the dugout. I had a great view of it. Uh, I was right there. It had like five beer cups stacked up right there uh, on the back of the dugout. So, uh, you know, we had to go through 2018 to be able to get to the ascension. Uh, so yeah, Trace Thompson, thanks for making that one a little bit easier. Uh, I'll, I'll take a little, little sippy poo for uh, Drake, Tr- Trace Thompson. I think I'm going to be Rick Hahn for Halloween. <laughs> well, Are you going to shave the beard? Uh, God damn it. No, never mind. Fuck. Thanks, Tone. I would have. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Could not do that. You've I done would've... it once before. Yeah, I look like an asshole. Johnny didn't recognize me. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. We got it. I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. I don't know if this is going to make any sense or not, but we'll, we'll see. Dave Dunning has not thrown more than two and two thirds innings in over a month. Oh, wow. Um, the last, uh, yeah, yeah. So let's see. He threw four and two thirds on, on August 20th against the Red Sox. He's not thrown more than two and two thirds innings since then. Could could maybe that be part of the reason why they would have traded for a guy like Lance Lynn, a, a seasoned well, veteran, when you're trying to win a World Series and not relying on a guy that you knew ultimately wouldn't be pitching that much at this point in the season when you're trying to win the World Series? Could maybe that be something to fucking do with it? I don't know. Are you saying that you don't want the specs out of the bullpen in the playoffs? That's about happy. the most intimidating thing you can ever have. I don't, Listen, I don't know. Yeah, I'll take. I'll, 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 I'll take him. I thought we were supposed to be happy today. Steve's getting very upset. Listen, I'm fucking psyched up, baby. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. Well, look, is this I, the I, most inebriated you've been on a socks? Yeah, I was about to season, ask. Steve? You've had a couple. It's usually you've had a couple. Me. It's usually me or Tony that are like obliterated that just talk and talk. And you're not talking and talk. You're actually doing a lot better. You hold yourself a lot better than I do. But I love this. I got. I, I need to take a shot to get on your level. I may or may not have started drinking like 10 hours ago, so I don't know. This is fantastic. Boys, the White Sox are AL Central champions. I just poured like my fourth glass of champagne. I fucking love it. Let's go. I really wish I would have got the memo that we should have got champagne. There is still, I talked about it with Tony. Yep. There's still the bottle. Last year, then I went over on the, you know, that four game series with the Twins. I went over for game three. And brought over the champagne. We thought it was going to clinch that night. It was, I think it was a Wednesday night. Uh, we were just going to have a little, uh, you know, pop it out in the driveway, you know, kind of spray it out everywhere a little bit. Um, didn't come to fruition. They, they, they won the first. Yeah, exactly. They, they won Sorry. the first two games at series, lost that one that we were together. And then they, you know, uh, won the day game the next day. So we couldn't be together. We had shit to do during the day. So um, was that, that the that night one, that that random guy walked down the street and like talked to us about the White Sox for like two hours on my driveway after the game? Yeah, it might have been. It, was. it might have been. Um, but yeah, the, either way, that, that was there. So Tony does have some champagne um, if you feel so inclined. It's, but yeah, it's, it's still above the fridge, Johnny. I'm waiting on that bottle of champagne because I feel it's only right you brought it over that you're yeah, here we, you said, when, we, when we pop it. Yeah, so we, we talked about this too. Me and Steve did on Monday night as well. We, we need to have a celebration here. I know this is great that we're doing this here on the show and a nice uh, podcast celebration uh, episode here uh, for the AL Central champions, but uh, we need to get together and do this in person, boys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely needs for to sure. happen. Absolutely needs to happen. So. Well, let's get weird. 
Yeah, let's get <laughs> let's get weird and talk about Friday's game. That might be weird. He's gonna be hungover as shit if Luis Roberts drinking Coors Lights in the clubhouse right now. I don't blame him. I don't blame him one fucking. How much Domino's is he ordering yeah, tonight? Yeah. Oh, dude, I can't imagine oh, the, the guy <laughs> delivering to that hotel tonight. That's gonna be hilarious. Steve, see if you can, uh, you know, um, the, pose as the Domino's delivery guy and bring it up to Luis Roberts' hotel room. I think that might be uh, that might be the move. Go and party with the boys. Yeah, I, I really, really hate the fact that he eats Domino's. I just want to say that. Oh, but he still looks like a, you know. Yeah, he still looks like a tank. mannequin on steroids, yeah. Yeah, or a mannequin on steroids. He looks like a mannequin on steroids that pounds through, like, three to four Domino's pizzas every night. I wonder uh, how many Twinkies Yohan Moncada is going to have. Do I eat seven today? <laughs> oh, God. I did. Why? You don't like – dude, I love Twinkies. They're so hey. good, dude. Speaking of celebrations, I heard a rumor because I, I ran into somebody from so- from Sox Twitter today. I heard a rumor that tomorrow at the ballpark is Dollar Dogs. Oh, really? Ooh. Oh, shit might get real fucking weird real quick. I can, I'm here for that content. I can't wait to see it. I, I hope you eat. I, I hope you eat like 15 of them. That's that's the number I'm going for, Steve. Is that a challenge? Yeah, I'm throwing down the fucking ball. Okay. All right. It's- you gotta beat you gotta beat Ron Luce. Thirteen's the number. I I was averaging like fourteen a game second half of, of twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Ron is no chal- no no challenger to NWI Steve. I am fucking Jimmy Hart and I'm gonna start running in my mouth and talking shit about the <laughs> champ over here, NWI Steve. But yeah, yeah. Tom- tomorrow's game is who? Yeah. Who is it? Sav- um or it's yeah, Bieber Shane, against Steve. Shane right? Bieber, Dylan Cease, yep. Woo. Yeah, I'm boys, uh, the, the, this one will be an interesting one. Um, what is it? Um, six ten, or do they do the early uh, shit out there on Fridays too? Um, yep, six ten. Nope, it is six ten p.m. Central Time start. NBC Sports Chicago is where you can find that game. Uh, Shane Bieber going for the Indians. Uh, Dylan Cease for the White Sox. Obviously, Shane Bieber out for a chunk in the middle due to injury this year. But we know the pedigree that he has. Um, there was a game back on the South Side earlier in this year. Extremely uh, well-played pitcher's duel uh, between him and Lucas Giolito. It'll be Dylan Cease uh, this time around. Um, I know we, we, we've clinched this thing. Uh, these things you know, essentially don't matter here. Uh, but what do, what do we expect from this game? And uh, can Dylan Cease, uh, what biggest thing I'll be watching for, I guess, to lead it off is uh, if Dylan Cease can avoid a big inning or an inning where things spiral out of control, even if he doesn't say it's only one, two runs, maybe that uh, he lets up, if he can limit, walks if you can limit uh string uh you know the opponent string hits together in a row um that's what i'm looking for because you're gonna want that in the playoffs and the astros are a very good team that's who we're gonna play let's just be fucking honest i don't think they're they have a chance of catching the race we're not gonna catch the astros uh in that second spot it's probably gonna be the matchup if you were going to go by odds right now um the astros have a very potent lineup and they can be one to string hits together tomorrow so that's the biggest thing i'll be looking for is dylan cease uh, avoiding any sort of uh sustained uh pressure against him i, I kind of second that i i'm just looking for the big inning not to happen dylan Cease, stay crisp stay you know stay loose and i'm wondering since like the division is clinched now like if he comes out with a little bit like less pressure on his shoulders or will it be more i'm not sure i, I you know just because i Obviously, he's going to be the fourth in the playoff rotation if Rodon's healthy. You know, it'd be Giolito, Lynn, Rodon, then Cease. Um, but I just I wonder how he pitches. I mean, what if that pressure comes off of him and he's just lights out? So that's what I'm, I'm just going to be really watching him, you know, 
closely tomorrow and seeing how he performs. Very excited for that. I mean, the boys are going to be in final tune-up mode here over the last uh, couple games. So, um, you know, Buzz, I, I think that's an interesting thing that you bring up. Uh, is it going to be less pressure for him? Is he going to succeed better with the with with less pressure? I, I don't know if that really inspires much more confidence for me if he does. You like know, like, you know how people react to things differently or something. Yeah. Like I, you know, because no, I know so many good ones starts out of them and stuff. But I like, know, I, I know exactly where you're going with it, and I'm just, I'm curious, like, because I want to see him get through the the high pressure situation. I want to see him, you know, roll through a Yankees lineup or a Tampa Bay Rays lineup and 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 avoid some of that stuff too. So I, I'm not going to argue with, uh, you know, the fact that if he comes out and throws you know, six, seven innings of good baseball and puts the White Sox in a position to win, even if it's less pressure that it's not beneficial for him. I'm just, I'm getting to that point where now as a White Sox fan, the next game that I'm really going to get up for and and be excited for, obviously uh, is the next one I attend. But from a watching this standpoint is the first game of the playoffs. Like, and I think that you guys are probably right there too. The rest of these few, the rest of these games are just final tune up things. So there's going to be things you're watching more in like a spring training light than uh, a regular season. We need to win these ball games, and you know how guys perform through this is going to be very interesting. I love the uh, the comment that just came in. Fancy glass, Johnny. It's next level. I, I just keep thinking it's, after it's a, it's a special occasion, Corey. Yeah. I appreciate the comment on the glass, but it's a special occasion. This is for our Chicago White Sox, and it is time to be proud of them so i am doing them justice with the fancy I, I'll, put, I almost, I'll put the up with the fancy glassware tonight i almost need the uh the meme of winnie the pooh uh sitting on the couch yes and it's johnny with bush lights yes, yes. and then there's white Sox clinch night johnny with the fancy glass a <laughs> couple three things here boys first yeah johnny listen very high class with with uh with, with the glass there you know very sophisticated uh, Tony, you, you make a very interesting point there about spring training. You know, I talked about this several months ago. Spring training sets the tone. Buzz absolutely hates me because I just put that on a tee for you. Listen, it sets the tone. I talked about this months ago. I told everybody you set the tone in Arizona for how the season is going to be. So if we're going to talk about these last, you know, eight or they nine should games, win every single fucking game, Steve. Look, look, you play every game to win. All right, mm-hmm. you, 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 you play the game to win. To win. The game. That's so, it, Steve. We are going to we through this last week. We are going to make sure that everybody knows that all of these are must-win games. Right? These are look, these are the biggest games of Tony Larusa's career. If anybody doesn't understand this, I don't know what to tell you, okay? It's that simple, all right? You guys all, everybody on Twitter.com, they all laughed at me in February and March when I said this, but look where we're at right now, okay? And I want to go back. I want to go back to something, Steve. I want to go back to something, Steve. What the fuck was Larusa doing leaving Ruiz in at the end of that ball game? Were you mad? I, I I was definitely mad online. I mean, okay. look, it's it's making me wonder: has he lost you know that mental competency, and is he a guy that we can really trust to manage this pitching staff come October? I don't know right now. I have some doubts. I've got some reservations. Maybe it's just the couple two tree you know dozen beers I've had today. I don't know. <laughs> it could happen. I don't know. I've got him. I've got him right here. This is awesome. I fucking love it. Fucking right. bait and hook. 
boys, I want to I, I want to bring it back one time, and we, we feel like we haven't done this except for Sunday Fun Days in a while. And I'm gonna bring back meatball takes here. And before I do that, I'll preface this with I understand the numbers, I understand the value, I understand that the spin rates, all of that, that Dylan Cease is he's legit, he's got good shit. But obviously, we know he's still a work in progress. He's still it's his first full season in the big leagues. Know that. But I'm going to go meatball take here real quick. I don't give a fuck if you strike out 9, 10, whatever. You give a big inning, you're useless to me in the playoffs. You're fucking, you, you are, you know, that, that is setting us up to lose um, because you, you do that against the Astros if you're basically banking uh, on the White Sox to do what they did today and string together all those home runs. And, together. and how many times we've seen that? That's been few and far between. Let's just be frank uh, about this thing right here. Um they, they have not shown the propensity to do that uh, on a consistent basis like some other lineups across the league have been able to. So, Dylan Cease, go out, prove yourself tomorrow. Um, I know even if the team, maybe they don't score runs for you, but I just want to see that clean, crisp outing. Avoid the big inning in the middle there because that's what's going to fuck you in the playoffs, and that's going to put you in bad grace with a lot of Sox fans. And I'm you know I'm sounding like, uh, like I said, this is supposed to be meatball here because I can still appreciate his value at the same time, but uh, when it comes October and if I'm at the game and it's one that he's pitching uh and the season's on the line i'm gonna be fucking livid he gives up a big inning and that's what costs us the series so dylan sees get it together right now get on the right track and let's fucking roll into october fastball command with dylan sees it all comes back to this establish the fastball work ahead stay ahead period paragraph picks click friday night uh, Dylan Cease. We don't do pitchers a lot, but I feel motivated right now because I want to see something out of him. And uh, we won the division, so I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Dylan Cease is the pick to click for me tomorrow. Goodwin, if he's in the lineup. Oh, my God. Okay, good. wow. I couldn't believe it wasn't Gavin Sheets. All right. Goodwin, if he's in the lineup. Something something weird with Goodwin. What, what's the last thing he's like really contributed to lately? Well, there's, a walk, there's a walk-off. Um, he had the walk-off. He also had the uh, single that drove in two runs. What was that, a week ago? Uh, but he feels like he's fallen out of good graces a little bit. Well, that's because, you know, what have you done for me lately is White Sox Twitter in a nutshell. Luis <laughs> Roberts hangover. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't wait to get back over on Twitter and see if, you know, there's more debauchery happening. Uh, but, no, I, I think Goodwin is, is one of those guys where I, I don't know if he's – going to wind up on the playoff roster. And Steve, you and I talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, a couple weeks ago. And, it, it, you know, Adam Engel coming back, Gavin Sheets has had a lot of at-bats. You're going to carry Hamilton in there. What's going to happen with Carlos Rodon? I feel like you're going to see a lot of Goodwin over the next few days. And and that might play into some roster decisions. So I think Goodwin's going to try and uh, show up here over this next little stretch. I think that's a very fair point, Tony, and you're right. I didn't realize um, – I saw a graphic on the scoreboard here today at the ballpark about uh, Goodwin's slash line over his last 47 games, and it was how you say not great Bob. Um, I don't remember what exactly the numbers were because, like I said, that was about uh, two, three dozen you know beers ago. But anyways, it was not good. So he's got to get it together here because you're right. He probably is in danger at this point of potentially being left off the playoff roster. Um, as it relates to pick the click, I'm going to take the bananas in Cleveland here because potassium is really great for hangovers. 
folks, if you're listening, something to keep in mind right there. I may. Uh, we're getting that. hangover advice from NWI Steve on Socks on Tap right yeah. now. Listen, as as the veteran of the group here, I feel it is my duty to impart on you, <laughs> young guys, some useful tools and useful mechanisms to help you overcome the problems that you will deal with as you age later on in life. Hey, t- talk about um, you know beating hangovers here. If there, if I'm going for a pick to click tomorrow, who can beat the hangover the best? And that is the tank, Mr. Jose Abreu, uh, the man. Done it. Uh, he's tried and true. Um, he is just, you know, he's an elderman uh, of the staff. He knows how to navigate that. I, I know he, we haven't had too much um, outside of a little minor celebration last year. Um, and granted, that was COVID. So maybe things are a little bit weird uh, with that. But either way, Jose Abreu, uh, you go and look at his numbers three home runs uh, career against Shane Bieber, uh, 276 average in 29 at bats. So I will go with last year's MVP, Pito. Right on, right on. Uh, Steve, just to follow up on your uh, on your splits there for um, uh, in your slash line for Brian Goodwin over his last forty seven games, he's uh, hitting 193, 298, 290. Uh, four home runs, fourteen RBI. I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's all I have. Um, I don't know if anybody else, anybody, anybody has anything else to add to the show after the bad stat line, but we, Hey, we're, we're the AL central division champs for the first time since 2008. Um, If you've listened to this live, if you're listening to this driving to work tomorrow or whatever, thank you for joining us for, you know, all the episodes that we've done up to this point and sticking with us through the Odrisi more Despagne days. And, uh, the Ross Detweiler, you know, Ross Detweiler, Ross Detweiler was great. So, you know, but all those shitty days, great night to talk to you guys about White Sox baseball. And, and we finally did something really fucking cool. Yeah, boys, a division championship. It's something to celebrate. We talked about it. Uh, we let into it. I know I discussed this a little bit earlier in the show, but uh, and it's we're going to sound like a broken record saying all week, but cherish it. Cherish it, savor it, celebrate it. Please do. Go get drunk tonight. That is my – to White Sox fans, go get drunk. Go get drunk this weekend. Go and celebrate. Go out with your friends. Take extra shots. Do whatever. It is something to celebrate. It is worthwhile. And guess what? If you're doing it during the White Sox game tomorrow night and they're getting their break speed off, it don't matter because we already we're already clinched. It's in. It's October. It's on, baby. Let's go. John, Johnny, if, if, I, if I can follow that. So listen – as I've talked about, I'm the elder statesman of the group. I'm 37 years old. This is the fifth division title that I've seen in my life. And I can tell you this much. I'm going out to the bars as soon as we get done here. And I'm going to go and I'm going to get really fucked up. And I don't care because I'm going to fucking party because I got to watch the White Sox win a division title on the Cleveland Indians home field. And I am happier than a fucking pig and shit. Let's fucking go. I can't even follow all three of you. Crack them, boys. Crack them. I guess I'll lead it out. Not, Johnny, is it time? It is time. It's time. Everybody be one, sure. One, one final thought, Buzz. Oh. One final thought. One final thought. Tony's brain just works a little slower after. Yeah, like my brain works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one final thought. I, I'm, I'm sure that uh, I, I, I don't know if it actually happened, but Jason Benetti and Steve Stone were traveling on the road. I'm sure that they're enjoying this. And we all know that Buzz's favorite announcer, Steve Stone, is having a great night tonight because he <laughs> just got to watch the White Sox put the shingles on the roof of the house that took five years to build. Crack them.
Okay, Tone. Okay. I'm happy for Steve Stone tonight, too. I'm very happy for him. He he was able to come back from his his mansion in Arizona with his 72 dogs that he has to take care of throughout the whole entire year and a special year to be able to celebrate a, a division winner. So good for good. I'm glad Steve's there having a good time. Steve Stone. That is my Steve is more important than Steve Stone. And if you don't know who that is, it's NWI Steve, my, my other outsider there. So I'm glad you're having a good time, Steve Stone. You deserve it, pal. You deserve it. Everybody be sure to go to sportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Sox on Tap at Ontap Sportsnet. Following the crew here at Tony on Tap at Nani Johnny at NWI underscore Steve and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Check out Grandstand. You need the new White Sox AL Central Division 2021 winner merch. Check out Grandstand. Go to GrandstandSox.com. Follow them on socials at GrandstandSocks. We'll be back tomorrow after the Sox play the Indians. We don't care if we win. We don't care if we lose. You know why? Because we clinched and we're in the motherfucking playoffs. White Sox forever. White, White Sox, Sox forever. Or, or never. Never.